American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. Voice in your ears right now is Perfect Purpose, and this is American Football in Finland. First-time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy brutally honest football and analysis and opinions, because I'm all out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF faithful, you know what it is. T-I-F. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Week 8 in the Maple League. I'm going to tell you my opinions on these games. And also, I got a special interview from defensive back Marcus Pearson of the Helsinki Roosters. Let's get into it. First things first, let's just talk about the week in general. I mean, the Roosters went to Porvu, did what everyone expected in a different fashion, of course. But, I mean, everybody thought they were going to win the game. But the exciting thing was that the Crocodiles upset the Wasa Royals. I mean, both teams aren't playing that great this year, but it still was an upset. So, for me, definitely a good week of football in the Maple League. Looks like after the break, teams are changing and getting more accustomed to what's going to work for them in the second half. I do want to say, I do want to kind of air out a grievance while I have you guys listening to me here today. I've been watching the Maple League games. You guys can catch me at random games on Saturdays if, I, if I'm if i in the country. Last Saturday, I was in Sweden, so I didn't get to go to... Uh, the Sinayoki, uh Royals game. But here's what I've been getting a lot of feedback from both coaches, players, fans, people who are just watching the sport in general. There's a, a lot of people saying, well, you know, this week we didn't have these players or this player's hurt or this has happened. If this would have happened, you know, we would have done this and this and that. I got to tell you guys the truth. It's football. Injuries happen. People have other crap going on in their lives, and sometimes they can't make games. But what we can do, and all that I will do on this show, is talk about what I saw, what was available to me. I'm not going to talk about these teams could have been better, or they had these injuries, but they still played well and lost. That's not my that's not my point to be here for you guys. And if I do do that, be like my boy Brandon Connett. Call me out on it. Let me know if I'm being biased to that standard at some times, because I don't want to be right now. I am in no position to be worried about how many people are injured or not playing on these teams. I'm here to tell you what happened in the game with the players who were available and how these teams went about it. Now, I'm sorry for that small rant, but I just had to get it off my chest. And I love you people that are listening to me. So I understand that you understand. That's how I feel about it. So I think that's all I'm going to do about my rant. Let me just get into the games real quick. The Helsinki Roosters beat the Porvoo Butchers on Thursday, 37-17. Here's the numbers. Total yards, Roosters had 348 compared to the Butchers, 296. Roosters were pretty even. They had 200 pass and 148 rushing. Third down conversions, Roosters were 50% going 5 for 10, while the Butchers were 9 for 16 going 56%. Now, I added this in here today is... 
fourth down conversions because the Roosters were three for three. If you do the fourth down conversion for the Roosters, they actually were eight for ten on all their drives. Only two drives they didn't convert eventually during the drive. The Butchers, on the other hand, were one for four on fourth down for 25%. Turnovers, Roosters had one interception and the Butchers had one interception. Uh, player stats, let's get into the Roosters. Brandon Connett was 13 for 25 with 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Young Kari had 12 rushes for 107 yards, four touchdowns, one reception for 13 yards for a 13-yard touchdown. Uh, he had 120 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns on the day. Kimmy L had five receptions for 110 yards. On the defensive side of the ball, Sammy Toivonen had seven tackles, one pass breakup. Tony Alhonen had six tackles, two tackles for a loss. Defensive back Marcus Pearson had six tackles, one interception. And Loco Oko Otenen had five tackles, one and a half sacks on the day. For the Butchers, quarterback Yane Lettinen was 10 for 19, had 122 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also had a rush touchdown. Darian Hall had 27 rushes for 168 yards, four receptions, 29 yards as well. Ville Kervinen played a little bit of receiver and had two receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. Mitch Daly on the defensive side led the Butchers defense with five tackles. Nico Penninen had four and a half tackles, and defensive back Andy Pham had four and a half tackles, one pass breakup. Roosters versus Porvo was a good game. Um, it was a little wet. I mean, no one liked that it was raining out there, but you knew there was going to be a, a on-the-ground game because of that. But the Roosters were still able to throw the ball and do the, and pl- basically play their offense the way they wanted to. Butchers, on the other hand, they wanted to ground it out, and they did. I just feel like in this game, they were just outmatched. Obviously, someone is going to say, well, we're missing 8,000 people over there in Portville. That's not my business, man. What I saw on the field was a team that wanted to play, and they wanted to win, and they just weren't able to in this game. Uh, Butchers did a really good job of limiting what the Roosters did. The Roosters easily should have scored 40, 50 points, but didn't because the Butchers did a great job on offense running the ball. They kind of, they didn't do it completely, but they kind of controlled the tempo of the game with their offense. They found a lot of different ways to get Darren Hall the ball. Of course, he ran the ball. He had 27 attempts, but a lot of what he was doing, there was counters, there was dives, there were sweeps. The sweep was very effective in this game. So with that, kudos to the Butchers because what you did was really good. You just happened to be playing the Roosters. I think if the Butchers were to play another team next week, they might have found something that might work for them a little bit better against a lesser team. The Roosters, what can I say? They did their jobs, and that's what they're good at doing. Uh, hats off to young Kari this week with five touchdowns. This dude just took over the game at the running back spot, and he's the backup. He's the backup to Henry Usula, but he only it only took him, what, 12, 12 rushes to get 100 yards and four touchdowns, and they weren't all short touchdowns. He had to work for a lot of them. He even caught a touchdown pass. That was surprising. But other than that, the Roosters, when they wanted to, they just went right down the field. But it seemed like they just didn't have the ball as much as I expected them to have the ball in this game. And that's a credit to the to the Butchers' offense of just kind of keeping them off the field. Butchers' offense did a lot of different things to stay on the field, but they 
they were outmatched in this game. That's all it was. It's a really good game by both teams. Both teams played exactly how you expect them to play. Butchers had a lot of guys step up on their side. They had defensive end Ville Curvin. And shout out to Ville, who I found out is 38 or 39 years old. I can't remember. One of those two, but uh, he played receiver as he's done from time to time over the years. And he, he did great for them. Also, uh, Miko Seppinen played a little bit on the defensive side. Even got an interception against Brandon Carnett. Which, I mean, come on, Brandon. I know it was raining, but you don't throw picks, dude. You're too good for that. It never looked like the Butchers were going to win this game. But it also never looked like they were going to just give up and get dominated. I think both teams play really well, and it just kind of plays into what's happening in the Maple League this week. in this week. That teams are finding their rhythm and sticking to it. There was nothing really crazy in the game. No team did something that was so unexpected that we were like, oh, my gosh. Both teams played their football. So the Roosters get the win. I had the chance to talk to the Roosters defensive back, Marcus Pearson, the Swede, playing out there this year. And he told us a little bit about what happened in that game and how he felt about it on the defensive side. So let's take a listen to that. American football in Finland. All right, uh, got with me today, Marcus Pearson, defensive back from the Helsinki Roosters. What's going on, Marcus? Hey, what's up, Purvis? Nice, nice for you to have me on the show. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show, man. We're gonna test out your uh, English here today. Oh, that is, it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. <laughs> Keep it okay. coming. So we'll get right into the interview, man. First question: How did you guys stop and really? kind of neutralize what the Portville Butchers were trying to do offensively in this game. I mean, you pretty much were in control the entire game, besides those, like, hiccups in the middle where they scored two quick ones. Yeah. I mean, we – our entire defense knew that they are going to run the ball. They have very good running backs. They have a good running game. We just knew that they are going to they're gonna come at us, right? We have to bring our A game, and we have to stop them. If we can stop the run, we would win the game. That's what, that's what our game plan was. Stop the run, and we would win the game. So going into the, the run game, like I was at the game, obviously they, they did run the ball, but they did a lot of different types of like running against you guys. And they also threw the ball and had some passing plays in there. Did the Butchers do anything unexpected? Did they do anything that you guys hadn't seen before or that you had to adjust to? Um, I would say they were running much harder this time. Like every time, um, is the running back's name Hall? Darian Hall, yes. Yeah, like every time he was close to contact, he lowered his shoulder. So he was, he was, he was excited. Um, he, he got me a few times. I mean, I, I kind of had a hard time getting up this morning. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's... <laughs> but, I mean, we knew that, uh, the, like, this game they ran much harder. I would say the first game we... Uh, like, I don't know, just they, they were much harder and much tougher this game, in my opinion. Um, they didn't throw the ball very much, though. What would you consider the defining moment in this game? Like, when did you guys kind of know that, okay, they're not going to be able to come back or they're not going to be able to score anymore in this game? I mean, I, I think that when uh, one of the moments were when they had a field goal and they, like, kind of dropped the snap. Mm-hmm. And we got our offense back on the field, right? 
Because, I mean, we know, like, this offense in Helsinki Roosters, they're that good. They're, they will score. Like, the only thing we have to do in offense is stop these guys, and our offense is going to do the rest. Because we have by far the best quarterback in the league. There's no question about it. And the, uh, the skill set, I mean, the entire offense is good. Right, so as a defense, we just know, right? Stop these guys, and our offense is gonna do their, like they're gonna do their thing. Yeah, well, y'all definitely made sure to come away with the win. What things happened in this game for you guys on the defensive side that you kind of need to get fixed before you head into your next game? Uh, we did miss a bunch of tackles. I mean, they have a very good running back. He made us look silly a few times, but. Um, like from a personal perspective, I mean, I missed, like, all I know is I don't really t count the amount of tackles I do. I count the amount of missed tackles, right? Mm -hmm. So I had at least two, right? And if I would have made those tackles, it would be a fourth and two instead of a first down. So we just got to improve ourselves. That's what we do here in Helsinki. We're just improving like like one person at a time, right? We're just doing our thing. Well, all right, Marcus. That's all the questions I have for you, man. It's good to have you on the show. I hey, appreciate, appreciate it. it. I know we haven't had time to like really talk, but I, I'm gonna get to you. I promise, I will. Oh, one more thing though. Sorry for yeah. I like to do on the interviews, man. I have this small platform here. People listen, and of course, we want you to like share this with your friends and family. So this is the shout out portion. This is where you can like say hey to your parents or if you sell whey protein or some type of product you sell t-shirts <laughs> out the back of your car just shoot your shot say what's on your mind hey i just want to wish all of my friends in costa crusaders and the women's team they're all playing the uh, finals tomorrow in sweden and i'm just gonna wish them a good luck and i'll be there to support and scream as much as i can all right appreciate you being on man if you like the AFF podcast, be sure to check out my website, perfectpurpose.com, for more football. I have new articles published daily about football in Suomi, interview articles on import players from around the globe, and I dabble in the interest topics about different aspects of American football on the international level. If you want more football, go to perfectpurpose.com and follow me as I observe football around the world. The Senegal Crocodiles defeated the Wasser Royals 37 to 12. Let's get into the numbers of the game. Total yards, Crocs outgained the Royals 425 yards to 276. Crocodiles did a lot of it in the air game, had 327 yards passing and only 98 rush yards. Third down conversions, the Crocs were 6 for 11, 55%, while the Royals were 4 for 9, 44%. There were no turnovers in this game, so both offenses at least contained and kept the ball from giving it to the other team. There were no turnovers in this game, so both offenses made sure to take care of ball ball security. Uh, let's get into the player stats. Player stats for the Wassel Royals. Isaac Fisher was 13 for 19 at 141 yards, one touchdown. Justin Williams had 22 rushes, 99 yards, and one touchdown as well. Jerome Valbin had four receptions for 64 yards, while Stacey Thomas also had four receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. On the defensive side for the Royals, Stephen Tresfield led the defense with five tackles. Victor Monte had four and a half tackles, two tackles for a loss. Roddy Soddy 
had four and a half tackles. Man, I feel like I said his name wrong. But he had four and a half tackles. And Stacey Thomas had three and a half tackles, one tackle for a loss. For the Crocodiles, quarterback Jonathan Baker was 15 for 24, 327 yards, four touchdowns. Running back Christian Powell had 17 rushes for 97 yards, one touchdown. And he also had five receptions for 173 yards and three touchdowns. He had 288 all-purpose yards in this game. Receiver receiver Mika Kaunismaki had 12 receptions, 133 yards, and one touchdown. Receiver Patrick Wilson had one reception, 30 yards, and one touchdown as well. On the defensive side for the Crocodiles, Yaska Vedanen had 10 tackles, five tackles for a loss, two sacks. Andy Mizuno played a little bit of defense in this game and had six tackles, two tackles for a loss, one sack, and one pass breakup. And Max DeFalcus had four and a half tackles. And that's the stats for the Royals versus Crocs. Hot damn! City of the Crocodiles with the win, 37-12 over the Royals. This game was, I want to say crazy but it wasn't the crocs just dominated in this game and for me personally considering i picked them last i am surprised but seeing the changes they've made in the second half having jonathan baker and patrick wilson on that offense you everyone who's watched has seen a huge difference this is not the same almost zero win team we had expected to see this year this offense is humming they found a way to make sure christian powell has the ball This guy, Christian Powell, almost had 300 all-purpose yards in this game. I was looking at the stats, and I was like, hold on. The stats don't really look. I've seen Christian with the ball a lot, but they have a lot more passing yards than rushing yards. The Crocodiles made sure to get him the ball early and let him run. He caught swing passes. He got screen passes from the wide receiver spot. And then also he, you know, played running back and did his thing and made big plays. But a lot of his receiving yards, he had five receptions and almost 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns on five receptions. Let me do the quick math. That's 60% touchdown rate, man. Come on. Every other time you touch the ball as a receiver, he's catching it and scoring. And these aren't short runs. He's running 50, 60 yards to score a touchdown. This guy's awesome. And I don't know why I just went on a rant about Christian Powell when I'm supposed to be talking about this entire game. But that's kind of what the game was. It was... Christian Powell being the center of this offense, and that allowed the Crocodiles to open it up. Like, now guys are actually understanding that, hey, number 87, Mika, Kaunas Maki, young guy. You got to watch out for him. He had a lot of receptions in this game. He was active as well, something that he couldn't do earlier in the season because of the way that they were running their offense. And then Patrick Wilson at the other receiver spot, and even Anthony Brooks playing that slot receiver. This Crocodiles offense... They're built to play now, and their defense never was bad in the first place. Their defense was always decent. Obviously, in this game, the Royals' offense couldn't get anything going against them when they wanted to. So with this full ensemble of a team, this new-look Crocodiles team, man, I wish I could take back my midseason predictions and say, hey, you know, they might come in fifth or fourth. But I can't. It's too late. I know that. So I won't do that. I won't backtrack. But this is definitely a good win for them. On the other side with the Royals, guys got to step up. Stacey Thomas cannot be the only guy stepping up and making plays that aren't needed to be made. Justin Williams is doing a great job. He's holding down as a pure rusher. He can do that. Sometimes he'll be able to make those plays that you want. 
but everyone knows that he's going to be there. Someone else has to step up for the Royals. Isaac Fisher has had some great moments. He's a tough guy. This game, he just didn't have any of those moments that we really wanted. And I think that's the biggest difference from the Royals in this game is that the Royals' offense is vanilla, in my opinion. Real vanilla. It's basic. But it's good. You guys do what you do well. Only problem is when you're playing more of a high-octane, big scoring, can do a lot of different things like the Crocodiles are, and like most of the teams besides the Porvo Butchers are in this league, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to be playing from behind and your offense isn't built for that. Your playmakers just aren't showing up. I guess what the Royals really need to do is find out somebody, someone else on that team who wants to step up and play like the big-time players that they do have. I would like to see somebody like Denny John step up and do something on the offensive side maybe or maybe even make more plays on defense. Maybe Gerard Young would have a breakout game. That would probably be the difference to make the Royals a better team in this season. Playing against a lot of teams with big playability, the Royals are limited to maybe two players on offense from Justin Williams and Stacey Thomas. Sometimes Isaac Fisher shows up, but he's been inconsistent this year. So uh, that's that game. It went unexpected to some, expected to others. Crocodiles went into that game thinking they were going to win, and they walked out with the W. Congratulations to them. Guys are playing much better. I think that last game against Quopio, that Crocodiles took them to the, to the edge. Everyone saw that and was like, okay, they're for real the second half of the season. Maybe the Royals didn't get the memo. Maybe they didn't understand that the Crocodiles are not going to lay down for this season. They have... I think they have a lot of moxie. That's what I'm saying. They got a lot of gumption over there. They got a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and they're doing everything in their power to win these games. Centering it around Powell, they really just can't go wrong. I mean, they can lose, but they can't go wrong. So we'll see what's going to happen. That game was pretty decent. I think the Crocs and Royals game was really good between these two teams that they're kind of showing a separation. The Crocs were saying, we want to separate ourselves from the bottom of the barrel. We want to be in the mix in this Maple League. So now it's up to the Royals to decide, do they respond to this? Because this was not a good game for them. This game should have at least been closer if they were to lose it to the Crocs for us to think that, hey, the Royals are in the mix. Now people are going to be doubting that the Royals are in the mix. I still think you guys are. I think that the team is good. They just need to figure it out a little bit more of how to be consistently good. Uh, that's something the Crocs have done in the last two weeks. They consistently scored over 30 points. And in this league, like like I said, I don't know where I said it, but like I've said before, this is Big 12 football out here, guys. If you can't score 30 points, you're not going to win. It's just not the way it's going out here. You guys got to be able to put up at least 30 points on offense and then hope you can stop the other team from scoring 35 or 40. And that's how you're going to win these games. What's up? Are you enjoying the AFF podcast? Damn right you are. Well, let the world know you enjoy the show. Follow AFF on the Podbean app. Just head over to AmericanFootballFinland.Podbean.com and hit that follow button. You can also find the podcast by searching for American Football in Finland on the Podbean app. That's it for American Football in Finland. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Make sure to tune in next week. And never forget, T-I-F.
American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.